Oh, indeed. Now, here's what I really wanted you to see. There's no command there. Jesus didn't command her to go and tell. She was inspired to share of her experience with Jesus. Having found the Messiah, the anointed one, she was compelled to share all of that with the whole town. I'm Terry Knight, and the pastor here at New Life Community Church, and I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust, as always, that the Lord's going to bless you up one side and down the other as we fellowship together here around the Word of God for the next several moments. I've been away for a while, and uh, you've been listening to some repeats, some re-airs here. Well, we're going to pick right up uh, where we left off with actually the back half of a teaching that we began several weeks ago. It deals with the issue of giving. Now, don't, uh, don't change the channels. I want you to hear me out. Quite often when we think about giving, we think about taking something that we have, whatever it is, and it leaves us and goes to somebody else, and then we kind of jealously look at them. Well, that's a painful way to look at giving. In particular, when you think about giving back to God, who, by the way, owns it all. Check this out. Everything you have ultimately belongs to God. Everything we have, and I know we say, well, I work for this and I work for that. I know, but God gives us the air to breathe, the strength to do whatever it is that we do. And ultimately, whatever it is that we have, whatever is in our possession, it goes back to God. If you don't believe it, you just stop breathing for about an hour and a half and you'll find that out very quickly. But that sounds really harsh. What I want you to understand is that when you give God's way, God's way, it comes back, and it's not a painful deal. It's actually a blessing. And that's what the Bible teaches. There's so much misdirection and misdirected and misapplied teaching with regards to giving or sharing or planting or sowing but we want to take a balanced look at that. Our text passage for this particular message is in 1 Corinthians, and we'll look at some of that here in just a little while. But I want to read another marginal passage that we'll be dealing with here very shortly, and it's found in Luke chapter 19 and verse 8. A very interesting Bible character is presented to us here. Luke chapter 19 and verse number 8. And the Word of God puts it this way, But Zacchaeus, as we little man, stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, 50%. Listen to this. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. 50% and four times the amount. Sometimes we get hung up on some of our little piddly giving. But Jesus touched the heart of this man, and he was prompted, influenced, inspired, if you, if you please, to give back to those that perhaps he had taken from previously. 
you be encouraged by this. Father, I thank you so very much for each one that's turned on this telecast. And I pray that whether they're listening live or listening later, that by your word, by your word, you would speak to their heart. We pray and ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, you keep your Bibles handy and you follow along. That's what I'm here to do is to try to help you know and understand the Word of God, the Bible. You hang on. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. Zacchaeus' house for lunch, whereupon Zacchaeus, apparent, or Zacchaeus apparently decided to trust that Jesus was the Messiah. Now that brings me to chapter 19, verse 8 of Luke, and here's what we read. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give. Everybody say give. I give half of my possessions to the poor. Check this out. 50%. Half of my possessions to the poor. And that wasn't all. If I have cheated anybody out of anything, and you have to know he did. I told you he was an IRS agent. He says, I'll pay back four times the amount. Well, that's a whole lot more than 50%. Say amen if you're with me there. Now, I told you that story to tell you this. We're headed to number five on your study notes. Will you note with me that Jesus did not command Zacchaeus to do these things? He didn't command it. Watch this, church. He inspired it. We're talking about a heart issue. We sang this morning about God won't relent until He gets our whole what? Whole heart. We're talking about a heart issue. Let me tell you again. You get the heart thing right, then these other things it's just you're going to be inspired to do all kinds of things. Well, another once upon a time is a man with dreaded leprosy came to Jesus. And well, I don't know that we have anything in the United States like leprosy. Leprosy is still a rampant, rampant in certain parts of the world. And by the way, when you contribute to New, uh, New Life Community Church, you contribute to the American Leprosy Association. And we help people with uh, some care for this dreaded disease. They didn't have it then. Uh, first of all, I want you to know that the Jews of Jesus' time were plum paranoid about contact with a leper because there was this complicated kind of Old Testament time of quarantine involved. It would make COVID look like child's play. Well, Jesus fits that. How many of you know Jesus is a fitzer? Amen. He fits that. He just reached out his hand, which by the way was taboo and he touched and he healed the leper immediately. Jesus can do that. Let me remind you this morning in particular those listening by way of live stream. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. If he could do it then, he can do it now and he can do it tomorrow. I trust you'll be encouraged by that. Jesus touched him. and Then Jesus gave this leprous one a stern warning to keep this to himself. Jesus said, don't you tell anybody about this. And then he prescribed for him to go down and check in with the priest. And that was all the protocol for the leprosy thing. He understood that. Jesus was just reminding him. Well, let's see if the leper paid attention to Jesus. Look in Mark chapter 1 and verse number 45. Here's what we read. Instead, 
I love it when we find insteads. Don't you tell anybody, shh. But instead, he went out and began to talk freely. You understand that? He began to talk freely. This version says spreading the news. I'm going to say to you, sharing the news. He just could not keep that to himself. It was too good. He had to share of his good fortune. He, his desire was to put courage into others regarding his own blessing, regarding his own experience, regarding his own encounter with Jesus. Are you with me so far? Now, not only was this leper not commanded to go and tell. Jesus instructed otherwise. But the blessed one could not, will you say could not? Could not keep it to himself. And we dare not leave out the woman at the well. Do you remember her? If you want to head toward John chapter 4, we're going to read about this in just a second. She came to do what she did every single day, probably multiple times each day, looking for water that would need replenishing again and again and again and again, day in and day out. Only this particular day, she came upon the water. Listen, church. She came upon the water that would satisfy from now on. And after this life-altering word, and I'm leaving out a lot of details here, but when she, she actually received a life-altering word from the word, that's when we read verse 28 of John chapter 4. Then, leaving her water jar, now think about this, she come down to get water, she had this word from Jesus, she got so excited, she left her water pot sitting there, her H2O uh, water jar, that we're told the woman went back to the town and said to the people, check this out a woman preacher and here's her sermon come see a man who told me everything I ever did could this be the Christ the Messiah oh indeed now here's what I really wanted you to see there's no command there Jesus didn't command her to go and tell she was inspired to share of her experience with Jesus, having found the Messiah, the anointed one, she was compelled to share all of that with the whole town. Now, beloved, that's kind of the end of that little detour. But I want you to know and realize that these, those who were having an, or did have an encounter with Jesus, they came away with a newfound zeal a newfound inspiration to share what they had gleaned with others. Now with that, would you return with me to Luke chapter 6 and verse number 38? You already know it begins, give. Say that with me again. Give. Give. Now, so many in today's world, even many in the church, organizationally, they purpose and plan to completely ignore the clear and simple and exciting and intriguing challenge of Luke chapter 6. Begins give, 
but it continues. Fill in number six with me, and you can put your pencil away for a few minutes. There's a consequence for those that accept Jesus' challenge. Basically, Jesus is saying, you give and I'll give. Look at the latter part of the verse. Give and it will be given to you. How? Check this out. A good measure, not a piddly amount, a good measure, pressed down, not just fluffed up, shaken together, and not just a, a bucket full, if you please, but running over will be poured, poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, I'm going to talk about that in our, in our text. I'm going to blend it in with that in a little more detail next week. Suffice it to say, this morning as we try to wrap things up, Well, let me wrap it up like this. Quite often, quite frequently, this question is posed to me in one form or another. Pastor Terry, how much should I give? It's usually in some conversation about offerings and tithes, tithes, the 10th part. I'm going to tell you some stories about that next week. There's usually some questions, this big question mark hanging over people's head. Pastor Terry, is this some that's old covenant? Is this new covenant? How much should I give? Now watch this new life. What many are actually asking. Now, do not try this at home. I am a professional. So you may not be able to get this out of this. But what many are actually asking is, Pastor Terry, how much can I keep for my agenda? Lord, I wish I'd have stayed home today. <laughs> how much can I keep? Many are actually asking. Not how much do I give? Listen, here's the answer to that question. How much can I keep? Let me see your eyeballs. You can keep all of it. It's yours. As they say down in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, it's, it's yours. It's yours. You can keep all of it. But, look at your neighbor and say, but. Mm-hmm. Here's a better question than how much should I give and how much should I keep. You guys remember these? I remember when this is all you could get, but it had A and P wrote on it. This represents you. This represents you and all your needs. Are you needy? Say yes. You are. Pastor, I'm loaded. Hey, check it out. Revelation talks about though, that. Those who are loaded and yet they're needy. Don't realize how needy they are. We are needy. And here's what we should be asking. 
Not how much do I give, how much can I keep, but what are my needs? What are my needs? And then I want you to, to notice this. So many expect when it comes to the things of the Lord, they expect to use one of these. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm giving to the Lord's work. But they expect the Lord to use one of these. Are you with me so far? And you know what? In some respects, that's the way it works. Aren't you glad? In some respects. But I want you to see something. I want you to understand something. I'm going to read a couple of verses to you. And we're going to close right here. I want you to listen very, very carefully. How much should I give? How much should I keep? Let me ask you this. What are, you need, what are your needs? And do you want to experience God this way or this way? Isn't that graphic? How do you want to experience God? A little bit or a whole lot? Listen to this again. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Does that make sense? Go back over to our text passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. In fact, this is on the screen. I want you to read this with me. Read this right out loud with me. Here's what Paul wrote to this young church. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, he told these guys that they were carnal. They were worldly. They weren't, they weren't doing very well. They weren't up to snuff, uh, spiritually speaking. But then uh, little, they, they recovered from some of these things. And he says this. Read it right out loud with me. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the saints. What was that service? Let's read on. For I know your eagerness to help and I have been boasting about that eagerness to help to the Macedonians telling them there Macedonians that since last year you and Achaia were ready to give say it with some enthusiasm ready to give and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. You know what I have found out? I found out that sometimes you have people that are really needy. They're, and I'm not just talking about financial needs. I'm talking about needy. And what they want to do is they want to contribute to their home. They want to contribute to the community. They want to contribute to society. They want to contribute to the church with a spoon. Now how many know that you can contribute, I'm just going to make it convenient for you this morning. You can contribute to the church if you're as broke as Job's turkey. How do you do that? We had, stick with me, we had some people here this morning 
handing out bulletins. Do you have to be rich to do that? And I could go on and on and on, couldn't I? There are other ways to give. And the Bible makes it very, very clear that when you, and the parable of the talents makes this clear as well. You give a little bit, you kind of expect to get a little bit back. You give a whole lot, you can expect some more to come back to you. Is that making sense to you? Again, don't get hung up on money. Because to be honest with you, I kind of detest uh, when I hear people talking about, you know, all the church ever talks about is money. When's the last time I preached on money? It's been forever. And let me tell you, you're giving, you're sowing, because you, you people understand this has been taught for years. You sow, and has the Lord blessed new life? In case you don't know, I will tell you again, New Life Community Church gave over $60,000 to ministries outside New Life last year. Little old New Life Community Church. That come out of your seed. Some of you are using a big old bucket. And what can we expect in return? We can expect God's blessings. Give. Somebody say give. give. Share. Say share. share. Yeah. And when Jesus moves in your heart and he has all of your heart, that's what you're inspired to do. Here's some homework for you this week. Will you pray with me? Here's some homework. I want you to think and pray and talk to the Lord this week about some new, fresh, different, biblical, spiritual ways that you can take a bucket and just begin to pour some blessings out on some other people and just watch and see. People outside yourself, watch and see what God will do. Church, can you imagine with me if, that, if we would have those encounters with Jesus this week, that when we come together, oh, we'd be like the woman at the well. Let me tell you what happened this week. I can't keep quiet. Or that guy that was healed of leprosy or COVID or cancer or whatever the case might be. Hey, let me tell you, I couldn't wait to get here. Let me tell you all about this. Or even the tax collector. That one outside that God moved upon his life and moved him to react totally out of character based on his history. Wow. Father God, I pray and ask in the name of Jesus that you would help us to know what it means to be eager to be in this service. I pray that all of us would be enthusiastic about these ministries of service to others and that we would give in abundance, not just financially, but give of ourselves, give of our resources, give of our time for the upbuilding of your kingdom, knowing that as we seek you first and your kingdom, all these other things will be added unto us. We pray in Jesus' name. Beloved, we're going to wrap it up right there. And let me do so by saying this. There are so many who just, for some reason or another, feel like in their heart of hearts that God is out to take them, that the church is out to take them, that ministers of the gospel are out to take them. When the Word of God is very clear, we're told 
give and I'll give. God says, you give and I'll give. You release what you have in your hand into my kingdom work and I will give back. I will bless you. Again, Pastor, you're just trying to trick us. Hey, I have no desire whatsoever to trick folks. I'm just telling you, I'm like an old dog who has, an old hungry dog that has discovered a place to get a bone. And I want to share that with some of my friends. And I know that's kind of a weird illustration, but it's true. That God has proven these things to me over the years, nearly 50 years of walking with Him at this point. And trust me, I haven't always been in this, the place where I am now financially. But I've sown into God's kingdom work, not just financially, but in, by every mean, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you name it. I've sown seed and I've witnessed God and experienced God taking that seed and bringing it up and bringing it to fruition and bringing fruit back into my own life. Listen to this passage once again, Luke 6, 38. Listen to what it says. Really, listen. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured, poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Can you be encouraged even this week as I challenge New Life's congregation on that Sunday when this message was initially preached? Can you be challenged to look for places, look for opportunities in the community and in your sphere of influence where you might sow into others' lives? And again, be cautioned to be challenged to this extent. Don't just think about finances and giving. You might say, you know, I don't have that much. I'm as poor as Job's turkey, as the old saying goes. Well, what do you have? What can you do? You can give of yourself. It doesn't hurt to uh, open the door for someone or to smile at someone or to invest in someone's life that way, whatever their need is. It's summertime. People's grass is growing. There are a lot of widows around need their yard mowed. You might be able to do that. And you see where I'm going with that on and on and on, just doing good deeds, sowing good deeds toward the end of helping others know and understand the why. And the why is because of what Jesus has done for us on the inside, and we want to share it with others on the outside. Give so that it doesn't hurt. Father, I pray for each one listening in right now, and I pray in Jesus' name that they get it, that this will click, that they'll know and understand that all that we have is a seed, and as we sow that into your kingdom work and pray your will be done, then the blessings come back to us so that we might continue to give and continue to grow, continue to give and continue to grow. Not toward the end of being filthy rich, but toward the end of being in the center of your will and being a blessed people, being a happy, holy people. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, let me tell you about one other place where you can give, and that is the local church. And give this way, ministry-wise. New Life has a regular schedule of activities Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We also have midweek activities Wednesday night at 7. We call that Family Ministries Night. Beloved, this is a great place where you can plug in and give to the ministry work. And again, I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about giving of yourself be encouraged to follow through with that plan of God. It's not God's will that we shun the assembly, 
but that we come together and discover our role among the body of Christ and live it out in a fruitful life. I'm Terry Knight, the pastor of New Life Community Church. I have to get out of here. Trust you're going to have a great week, what's left of it. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back? Mm -hmm.